0: of God. Turn to your neighbor and tell them you are protected. Tell them the blood of Jesus covers you. Tell them that don't let anything scare you. For God has not given you the spirit of fear. But he's giving you power. He's giving you love. He has given you a sound mind. So keep your mind on God. Keep your focus on God. Focus on God. This, too shall pass. this too shall pass. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Are you glad you are in the house of God? Oh, I are you glad you are in the house of God? Hallelujah. You know, people are scared. People are very frightened. And sometimes when things like that come, it affects our faith. Amen. But... I want you to have this blessed assurance that Jesus is with us. When he was in the boat and the boat was rocking and the winds and the turbulence was there, the, the, the disciples thought that God had, Jesus had abandoned them. And then when they went and saw him asleep in the stern of the boat, they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose quickly and rebuked the wind. I speak under the authority of the almighty Almighty God and I rebuke any wind and any storm and I declare that you are insulated, you are covered in Jesus' name. Turn your Bibles with me to John chapter 10. We are still continuing in the sermon series of preaching the sermons Jesus preached. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many believe that that is the best sermon you can ever preach? That is the best sermon anyone can preach because his words have the power that no other man's word have. Amen. John chapter 10, I'm reading from verse 1 through to 19. The Bible says that I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up another way, the same is a thief. And a robber. Amen. Now, let me give you a background to this story before we read on. You know, in John chapter 9, there was a man who was blind and came to Jesus and Jesus healed this man. And when Jesus healed this man, his, uh, the, the Pharisees who were known as the, the shepherds of, of, the, of the day had a problem with Jesus healing the Pharisee on the Sabbath day. And they, in fact, they were, not, they were not even sure that Jesus had healed, you know. And, and they came and they really had a problem with him because he had contravened the, the, the Sabbath as far as they are concerned. And he was using this sermon that we are going about to read in uh, John chapter 10 to tell us the type of shepherds that these guys are against the type of shepherd that he and we are his understudy shepherds. Amen. He expects us to be. Is that okay? Is that a good background for you? So let's read on. Verse 2 says that but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out he brings them out his own he brings out his own sheep and he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice amen yet they will not by no means follow a stranger but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of the of strangers Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Amen. Amen. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who enter before me, all who entered before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, to destroy. I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. Somebody say, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life to the sheep. For a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming, and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The highland flees because he is a highland and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I'm known by my own. As the father knows me even so I know the father and lay down my life for the sheep. And the other sheep I have. Are which are not of this fold them also I bring and they will hear my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd therefore my father loves me because I lay my life down that I may take it again no one takes it from me but I lay it down of myself I have the power to lay down and I have the power to take it again this command I have received from my father Therefore, any there, therefore there was a division amongst the Jews because of these sayings. Amen. Amen. So, what I want us to glean from this passage we have read is that Jesus is the good shepherd. Amen. If you are looking for a, a subject title for this uh, uh, message, is the good shepherd. Amen. Somebody say the good shepherd. shepherd. And you see, Jesus is our example of a shepherd. And I believe that I'm talking to shepherds in this place. Amen. And if we are shepherds, then we have to understand that even though we are shepherds, we are not necessarily good shepherds just because we are shepherds. Because the Pharisees were shepherds. But Jesus described them as thieves and robbers. Jesus described them as hirelings. They were hired. They were not there to give their lives for the sheep. They were not there to, to, to be an example, to lead the sheep in and out. They were not there to protect the sheep. They were not there to, to uh, feed the sheep. They were there for what they could get. That reminds me of the, the scripture in uh, Ezekiel 34 when, Jesus, when God describes Uh, The prophet Ezekiel describes the wicked shepherds, selfish shepherds, those that feed themselves and not the flock. Amen. We know that the Pharisees were people who were there for what the praise of men. They were there for what they could get. They were not there because of the love of the people. They liked to sit in the chief places. And today, you and I, Majority of us, most of us, have become the equivalent of the Pharisees. Even though we, we think that we are Jesus' assistants. Are you with me? And so in the eyes of, of Jesus, some of us who call ourselves shepherds may be described as thieves and highlands. We are here for our stomach's sake. We will not lay our lives down. That's why Jesus said that, "For I am the good shepherd. I lay my life down willingly. Nobody is taking it away from me. I am giving my life so that my sheep will have life." Amen. It says that he came to his own. He came to his own. Amen. And today he has appointed us, as his representatives which means that we must match all these things that represent the good shepherd instead of the highland. Are you with me? So I think I'm preaching to the right uh, congregation because we are supposed to be looking after others. The one thing that I want us to, to see, which was the difference between what Jesus was talking about and what the Pharisees were, is selfishness. That was the only thing. The, the, the rabbis or the ph- Pharisees, they prayed like Jesus prayed. They fasted like he, he fasted. They, they were about the congregation like Jesus was about the congregation. Because if they were not about the congregation, they would not be upset by the fact that Jesus has healed somebody. Do you understand? It's like Jesus has healed one of their members. So they had a problem, not necessarily with the fact that the member has now received the sight. Somebody who was born blind has now become somebody who can see. That was not what they were worried about. They were more worried about the protocol that had been broken. Are you with me? Because their their position and the post that they occupied was as a result of protocol are you with me the way they dress the way they do you see sometimes i i, I, I don't know about you but sometimes i wonder why the, the pharisees always had a problem with jesus but i realized that jesus was attacking the very fabric of their their existence the very foundation that gave them the post they had the very foundation that gave them the authority they had the very foundation that gave them what, because, you see, for those people, their authority was not in the power and the demonstration of the power and the spirit of God. It was more in ceremonies. C- can you understand what I'm saying? It was, it was not undergirded by love. It was more by selfishness, what they could receive, the accolades that they had. And, and Jesus was somebody who was attacking that. And so they had a problem with Jesus. Amen. And Jesus was saying that what you guys are doing is selfishness. Hallelujah. He said what you guys are doing is about yourself. It's not about the sheep. That's why he called them thieves and robbers. All that came before me were about what they could get from the sheep. So I'm saying to all of us, if you are in this because of what you can get from the people that you are looking after, then there's something wrong. Amen. So let's look at the things that makes us good shepherds, the characteristics. Are you with me? The first one, if you go, let's go back to the, revisit the story. He says that he who enters by the door is the shepherd. To him the doorkeeper opens the sheep, hear his voice. Amen. The first one is that he has what? A voice. And he actually, they actually hear his voice when he calls. For you to hear somebody's voice when they call, it means that you must have a a consistent relationship with the person, isn't it? Oh, you are not minding me. For somebody to hear your voice, it means that you, you are somebody that constantly speak to them. Because if you don't speak to somebody for a long time, They will not know your voice. Hallelujah. They will not know what you are saying. They will not, you know, have you ever uh, received a phone call and somebody was talking to you and you didn't know the person? So you went, who is this? How many have done that? Why do you go, who is this? And other phone calls, as soon as they call you, before they say, when they say hello, you know who the person is. And you call the person's name and you start talking. Why? Because you talk to the, the second one more often so you know their voice, they know your voice, you can talk. But if they don't know your voice, then when you call, they will not respond. Do our sheep know our voice? You know, this, uh, yesterday, yesterday, uh, I, I went into the room and then uh, Pastor Glow was telling me something. And she said, um, Phoebe told her, f- one of her friends that, no, one of her friends told Phoebe that my mom has, your mom has been calling me, but I haven't been picking. And then Phoebe said, you see my mom, when you are doing something naughty and you are far away, she she sees it. She feels it. That is why she's calling you. I, I, are, you are you with me? And the girl, the girl panicked and said that, Then, then when she calls me, I won't pick. So the conversation was like, this voice, it follows me. You you understand, it's like before the person even does anything bad, they can hear the voice talking that what you're about to do is a bad thing. That's what I mean by a shepherd and the voice. Are you with me? When your voice is ringing in the ear, of the sheep it means you have a voice but when the sheep never think about you then you don't have a voice you are not a constant in their lives you, you know when you don't get what would Jesus say what would pastor say if pastor saw me doing this if pastor was here and heard what I'm talking and what I'm saying what how would he feel if you don't have that relationship then maybe you are not a sheep yet or the pastor is not a shepherd yet I'm not making sense. Because as soon as you are a sheep and you have a shepherd, the shepherd's voice must really convict you whether the shepherd is present or absent, you hear the shepherd's voice. In Matthew 28, we heard his voice. Matthew 28, quickly. From 18... Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of this age. Amen. His voice comes. You know, when the voice, when you have a shepherd and you're in distress, you can hear his voice of comfort. How many know what I'm talking about? They don't have to be physically there, but you can hear the voice of comfort. When you have a shepherd and you are, you know, confused, somehow you can hear the voice that I am with you. Be still and know that I am God. Am I talking to somebody? If you haven't gotten to the place where his voice is comforting, his voice is directional, his voice is leading, his voice speaks to you all the time, then maybe you are not a sheep as yet. If you don't have a relationship with a a, a, a shepherd who can talk to you when they are absent, then maybe you are not a sheep yet. How many understand what I'm saying? Because my sheep hear my voice. Another voice they will not follow. Another voice they will not follow. Some of us, we don't have his voice. When we have to make a decision, we listen to other voices but the voice of the shepherd. It is only when we've gone and hit our face on the wall and blood is coming that we turn and say, shepherd, have you seen the blood? (laughs) But when you are going, did you not hear my voice? When you are doing, did you not hear me speak? How come I've been speaking all this while and you still don't know my voice? When you have a a relationship where you don't have this type of, what will pastor say? Then maybe you are not a a sheep. Are you with me? You have to get to the place where you know the shepherd's voice so much that even when the shepherd is not there, you know that if the shepherd was here, this is what they will say. Hallelujah. And for those of us who are shepherds, we have to get to the place where our voice is so consistent and constant on any issue that they cannot mistake what we will say, whether we are there or not. Consistent and constant. (laughs) Are you with me? When I say consistent and constant, I don't know whether you understand it. Consistent means that you don't sway. You don't change. You you always stick to what is right. And you speak what God will say to your sheep. So that your sheep know that in this case, this is what you are going to say. It's very consistent that you are always on the side of the word. Not like, in this case, when it suits you, you change it. In this case, when it's it's not, you stick to the word. In this case, when it's, it's like something that will affect you, you say, let's put the Bible aside. No, we can't put the Bible aside. Yeah, we can't, we can't change, we can't change as and when it suits us. We have to be consistent. Wrong is wrong, right is right. And if we are, our yes, yes, and our nay is nay, our sheep will not be confused. Amen. Do, do, do you get it? it? It's sad that sometimes as shepherds, we are so self-centered and so selfish that when the thing affects us, we change the word. Because that's what brings the confusion. That's what makes the sheep confused about what is, right. what is right or what is wrong. We blow different trumpets. The Bible says "A sound the trumpet and the army will know what to do. When you sound, because when you hear pananapa, it means that it's war. Mm-hmm. So wherever everybody is, we yes. stop everything we are doing yes. and we come because that sound or that trumpet is so clear that it's a call to fight. So we have to come. But when you 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 want help, you want water, pananapa, we come. We we come with our our swords and our spears. And then so go and fetch water for me. Then we go back. Then Pananapa, when we come, so I'm hungry. The next one will not come. The next one when, when the, the army is coming against us as they panapa, nobody will come. We'll bring you water. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number two, number two. <laughs> let us be consistent. Amen. Let us stick to the word of God. I say, let us stick to the word of God. The next one, he says that I am the door. Verse seven. Most assuredly, assuredly I say unto you, I am the door. Amen. I am, somebody say, I am the door. He who enters by me, he will be saved, and will go in and out and find pasture. You know, door stands for security. Are you with me? Door stands for security. Listen, our as shepherds, we are supposed to be the security of the sheep. Amen. Amen. I like the scripture that um, Paul said, Epaphras, a servant of God who labors always in prayer for you so that you will be safe. A door represents security. When you have a door, it stops people from going in and trespassing. I, I, are you with me? This morning, I came here around about 6, six o'clock and then when I got here, I saw some man, one man, on the alleyway. And then I said, "What do you want? Who are you?" And as I was talking, he was moving towards me, so I hit him, <laughs> and he fell. Just this morning here. Yeah. Because we have had a lot of people coming to steal. The roof, uh, they come, they climb up the roof and they steal the uh, the lead. And this guy had a black bag. Do you understand? But there's no gate. So it was easy access for the man to come. So when I saw him, I was not going to let him just walk away. (laughs) And he had a bag. So I wanted to see what was in the bag. And he didn't want me to see what was in the bag. I was like, I'm not letting you go until I see what was in the bag. So this morning, I, I... I have to confess to you before you go here that a pastor hit somebody, so I've told you. <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean, I hit him he, at me. From here, he went, he fell like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he gave me the bag. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I expected the bag. When I saw there was nothing, then I let him go. Hallelujah. <laughs> that was by the way. But I'm talking about Security. Do you understand, as as a shepherd, you are supposed to be the security for your sheep. You are supposed to pray for them. Are you with me? What good is a shepherd when anything can hurt your sheep? What good are you as a shepherd when you don't pray for them? Today they have financial issues. Tomorrow is medical issues. The next one is emotional issues. Every time something is hitting them, it means you are not a good security. Hallelujah. I am the door. And anyone who enters me is safe. I pray that we stay under the banner of almighty God, under the banner of Jesus Christ, so that we'll be safe. See, it is only those who are in the peripherals that are always devoured and attacked it's not those who are in the middle sometimes as sheep we don't like to be seen because we are our deeds are evil are you with me so we like to stand you see there is the light is here but between here and here there's a little bit of darkness there's a little bit of light so we like to stay here because we want to do dark but at the same time want to do light so we are in between and that in between place is the most dangerous place to be hallelujah be open be in in inside the shepherd so that you are protected you can go and come because you have the door you have security I pray that we all stay under the banner under the influence so that we are safe I I don't know I don't know whether you've had this experience before but I I mean growing up growing up as a young, a young child. Anytime my father traveled, that is when the kids in the house get sick. How many were like that? It was my, no child gets ill when daddy's at home. But when daddy travels, this one falls ill. This one has this issue. This one has issue. This one has issue. When he comes, everything is, is okay. I don't know how, but there was a certain covering. That was always removed when he's not there. When you have a real shepherd there's a covering. And so stay in the sheepfold so that you'll be covered properly. Never make yourself a goat. Because see the sheep, the shepherd will call you at, at whatever sunset come into the pen. It's time to sleep and then you see them all come into the pen then you locks them. So that they are safe. But you see, when the sheep says come into the goat will never enter. They want to do what they want to do. They are not running around when all the other sheep have gone in. Say, no, 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 I have a special uh, thing that I need to do. You see that it's, yeah, it's the goats that get hit or stolen. The sheep are always protected. The sheep are always safe. Hallelujah. It, it sounds funny, but spiritually it's the same. The picture is the same. Those who are in the sheepfold are protected. Those who are outside the sheepfold, they are the ones who get eaten. Because the Bible says that the devil walks to and fro, seeking whom he may devour, which means that he cannot devour everybody. He is so busy that he will not. Now have to go and sit down and devise a plan to come and fight, uh, enter the sheep uh, pen to steal one sheep. But when he sees as he's walking, he sees a goat run, roaming around the street. It's so easy. They pick them up. I don't know whether you've done that before. But back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. We used to do this, um, what's it called, like before the exam, before O level or A level, when all the other students have gone home, those who are writing exams stay on campus to study. study. And because it's uh, it's outside school, there's no uh, dining, there's no matron to cook or anything. So you have to feed yourselves. And those times, sometimes we'll study and we'll be hungry. So when we are hungry, we just walk around the street looking for either a two-legged creature or a four-legged creature. (laughs) Yeah, that's when you see a man turn into a goalkeeper (laughs) to dive onto a two-legged or a (laughs) four-legged creature and we'll go and gather sticks and start the fire when we catch the two-legged, you see, the two-legged chicken is owned by somebody. There's an owner. The only problem is that the chicken is at the wrong place (laughs) at the right time. (laughs) Instead of being in the the chicken coop or something, the chicken is roaming about because it's a stubborn chicken. And those are the ones we get because we will never go into the the teacher's uh, uh, house or farm, and go and open the. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people know what I'm talking about. Others are like, huh? <laughs> How many are like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure uh, effective used to do that. <laughs> oh, do do uh-huh. so did no, do you do that? Do a lot. Yeah.: <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 when, we catch, when we catch the, the, the four-legged one, <laughs> When we catch the four-legged one, normally we, it's, it's the smaller ones that you can catch. You can't catch the bigger ones, the smaller ones, the, the smaller ones, yes. the kids, yeah, they will catch it. then immediately we, 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 we put them straight in hell. So you'll be holding somebody will them that we have the fire is on them, hold that so ask the thing, because we don't have any knife too. Oh, wow. yeah. oh, that's punishment. So it we works. are burning the hair and everything and the thing is <laughs> cooking inside because we are hungry. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. So the, the thing comes whole, cooked. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amen. But I'm just saying that it is only the stray ones that are the ones that are caught. Spiritually it's the same. When you don't have a shepherd, then you are in trouble. In this day and age, you see people there, they have like, what, ten churches they visit. No, No shepherd can claim ownership of them. If you are asked, who is your pastor? What do you have to say? Because your pastor has spiritual oversight. Y- you know, uh, uh, the scripture says that, uh, and Jesus said to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has sought to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. What you're saying is that, Simon, Simon, Satan came to ask permission for you because you are a sheep. I am your shepherd. But in the same scripture, it says that, and Satan entered into Judas. Judas was one of the twelve, but he didn't have the sheep-like tendency. He was a goat. So even though he had a shepherd, he behaved as if he didn't have a shepherd, so he was roaming around. That is how come Satan just entered him. But for Peter, he had to ask for permission. Are you going to be a Peter, or you are going to be a Simon? You remember, both of them betrayed Jesus. Both did, same crime, but the reason why Peter was quickly restored was because he was a sheep. He had a shepherd. He had a relationship with a shepherd. So the sheep, the the, the, the enemy had to ask for permission. Amen. The next one quickly. I have six more minutes. Are, Are you learning something? And he goes on, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd, verse 11, gives his life. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Amen. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He dies for the sheep. In 1 Peter 3:18, he says that for Christ died for the sins, for sins once and for all. The righteous for unrighteous. Amen. In Romans chapter 5 verse 10, it says that for since we were restored to friendship with God by the death of his son, while we were still in his, his enemies, we will certainly be delivered from eternal punishment by his life. Amen. He is the shepherd, good shepherd who lays his life down. Listen. One of our duties as shepherds is to put our life. When I say put your life down, I don't mean go and be killed for your sheep. But put your life down instead. Put you what you think is precious to you. Put your priority down for the sake of the sheep. Amen. It is life. Is not about you. It's about others. I say, life is not about you. We have been saved to save others. We have been purchased with a price to purchase the salvation of others. And to do that means to put yourself down. Put whatever you, you are doing down. Jesus says something, anyone that comes after me must first deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. You know, the dying process is by denying yourself. And when you take up your cross, it's not a fashion accessory. Amen. The the cross is not a chain that makes you look nice. It's a chain that you go and die on. It's a wooden place of death. Which means that even if you are hungry and your sheep comes hungry, the food you have, give it to them. Hallelujah. Even if you have to lose Uh, your one-day work for the salvation of your your sheep, do it. That's laying your life down because you also need the money. Are you with me? You also need your issues. You want to meet your issues. But to lay yourself, to put the interest of the sheep before you, that is what makes us shepherds and that is what makes us good shepherds. Amen. They, they are not there for our benefit. We are there for their benefits. God, say it again. Are you with me? They are not there for our advantage. We are there for their advantage. I keep saying that we are just not, it's not like a, a, a pastor and, and congregation members' relationship so that as soon as we say amen, that's it. You go, no, no, no. If I have to come to the prison, I'll come. If I have to go, the court with you i will go we are family i will put my life down for you that's the relationship that we must have that's the relationship jesus had you know when the the people came to attack jesus in the garden and the the peter and co took knife that they were going to fight and peter cut one somebody's ear. jesus said no 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 these guys let them go it is me you are looking for take me and let them go That is the mark of a good shepherd. I say, that is the mark of a good shepherd. Take me and let them go. Don't say, oh, it is he who cut your your ear. Take him. I'm not involved, no. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Let us become good shepherds. You see, the the thing is that it's, it's only good shepherds who have a lot of sheep. How I many know what I'm talking about? Which means that sheep respond to the shepherd. If a sheep is a if the shepherd is good, there will be more sheep. The sheep will gather. Because every, all the sheep are looking for good shepherds. They are looking for selfless shepherds. They are looking for people who would look after them. Everybody wants somebody who will love them. Everybody. It doesn't matter what color. It doesn't matter where they come from. doesn't no matter how old they are. If you make yourself a good shepherd, you will gather a lot of sheep. Amen. Next one. Are you okay so far? So how many have we talked about so far? Three. Three. He leads the sheep. The shepherd leads, if you go back to verse 4, it that, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep will follow him for they follow, they know his voice. Amen. He leads the sheep. He leads the sheep. He leads the sheep. Amen. As a shepherd, we must learn to lead the sheep that we follow. To lead means be a, the, the leadership lead that follow after us. You must understand that you are an example. Amen. It is not necessarily what you say, but who you are that we follow. The Bible says that as the priest, so are the, the congregation. As the priests are, so are the congregation. It is not what you say, it is what you, who you are. What you do. Don't you see that monkey, see monkey do? So you can go to a church, the pastor is, is fornicating with the members and you see that fornication is rife in the church because that is what the person is, am I not making sense? If you go and the person, that the pastor is dodgy. pastor is doing all these shady deals here and there, trying to rip off the, the government, trying to rip off insurance, <laughs> trying to rip off uh how I many know what I'm talking about? You see that the congregation is like that. Everybody is at it. We are all anointed. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And I'm saying to you that it's not necessarily what you do, what you say. But who you are is what you produce. So you must know that your life is an example. See, one of the things that makes uh, being a shepherd difficult is that you have to live a certain lifestyle for the sake of the sheep. You have to sacrifice so that your sheep, you see, what you do in darkness that no one sees, is what they will do in the light. Because you are leading them. See, the words that we speak, the the words that are heard are spiritual. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are very spiritual. So we have to be careful. We lead them. To lead means you are in front and they are behind. So when you turn left, they will turn left. When you turn right, they will turn right. Hallelujah. The first place you lead them to, you must lead them to, number one, is to lead them to the light. The first place you must lead the sheep when you are leading them is to lead them to the light. Because sometimes even as you are leading, you can lead them to darkness. <laughs> Hello? You don't like what I'm saying? You can easily lead them to darkness. First Peter 2.9 But you are not like that for you are a chosen people. You are a kingdom of priests. God's holy nation His very... Own possession. This is so you can show others the goodness of God. For call, for God who called you out of the darkness into His wonderful light, Amen. Amen. We are supposed to lead them to the light, Amen. Which means that lead them aright, lead them to doing good things. Number number two, you are supposed to lead them to love. John 15 13 for greater love has no man than this that he lay his life down for his friends amen oh I said amen, amen. we must lead them to life eternal life Romans six twenty three for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord hallelujah so as a shepherd As a good shepherd, you have to lead the sheep and lead them to life. Lead them to the light. Lead them to love. Amen. And the last one for today. The good shepherd feeds the sheep. Amen. The good shepherd feeds the sheep. one of the main things that qualifies you as a shepherd is your ability to feed. Hallelujah. Or I said one of the main things that qualifies you to be a shepherd is your ability to feed. Amen. And when I say feed, I'm not saying give them food, give them uh, rice and chicken. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm saying that your ability to share the spiritual milk, spiritual word. In 1 Peter 2, it says that as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that you, that you may grow thereby. The relationship that the, she- the sheep must have with you as a shepherd is that you feed them with the word of God. You don't feed them with gossip. You don't feed them with spiritual, uh, with uh, old white, white fables and uh, African proverbs, but you feed them with the word of God. Would you say that you are fed with the word of God in this house? It is not feeding them with prophecies. It is not feeding them with prophecies. It is not feeding them with miracles, although both are good. They shouldn't be the mainstay the mainstay is the word as a shepherd you you can be a shepherd of two can be a shepherd of one but make sure that your relationship with them is that you feed them with the word which means that you must know the word yourself hallelujah which means that you must study to show yourself approved to know the word Then you can, so that you can feed others also. Amen. I said feed the sheep. Amen. Amen. You feed them with the word of God. Oh, I say you feed them with the word of God. In Matthew 4, 4, the Bible says, but Jesus told them, no, the scripture says people need more than bread for their life. They must feed on every word of God. Amen. Amen every word of God if you read Psalm 23 the Bible says that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies amen Psalm 23 verse 5 he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy one of the signs of a good shepherd is the ability to prepare a good meal spiritually I pray that we'll have good shepherds in this in this place Or oh, I pray that you'll be a good shepherd I said, I pray that you will become a good shepherd.